brush off issues that may happen within your community, brush off the negativity um, that others may bring to the table because they're not doing the job you're doing. You were elected to this position for a reason. You volunteered your time and efforts to do it. And if they wanted to rise to the occasion, they very well could too. But if they choose not to, that's okay. But you've chosen to do it. So empower yourself with the decisions that you're able to make and with the, um, the great sense of volunteerism that you've empowered yourself with to, to help your community. Common Sense for Common Areas exists to help all 2 million HOA board members nationwide have the right information at the right time to make the right decisions for their future. If you're a board member, that's you. Stay with us weekly for actionable insights that minimize stress, avoid catastrophes, and protect your property values. This episode is sponsored by three businesses that care about volunteer board members, Association Reserves, Community Financials, and Kevin Davis Insurance Services. You'll find links to their websites and social media in the show notes. Thankless job. What comes to your mind when you hear these two words? Well, having served on the board of my condominium association for several years, followed by decades of experience in this industry, there's one job that, without a doubt, deserves to be at the top of the list, elected volunteer HOA board member. So a regular feature of our weekly podcast is one episode a month devoted to sharing the stories of real-life unsung board heroes. In our eyes, a board hero is one of the two million elected volunteers who are worthy of recognition for simply performing a thankless job well. Welcome back to HOA Insights, common sense for common areas. I'm Robert Nordland, reaching out to you from out of town where I'm speaking at a conference. And I'm here to share the story of an unsung board hero named Gabriel Alberian. This is episode number 13. And if you missed meeting our first two board heroes, you might want to check out episodes number five and number nine. Hi, my name is Gabriel. I've served on the board of Westlake Point for just over one year. When I'm not wearing my board member hat, I'm the president of a real estate sales and investment organizations. And three words to describe being a board member, rewarding, thought-provoking, and I know that's two, but it's hyphenated, and difficult. Westlake Point is a 64-unit townhome community in Westlake Village, California. The property is over 35 years old with an annual budget of about $400,000. Gabriel has lived in the community for about three years, and we asked him what first motivated him to get involved with the governance of his association. So the office that I hold currently is I'm the president of Westlake Point. And the reason why I I wanted to get involved is we were in this huge insurance issue uh, facing our community. Our insurance premium uh, was $60,000 for a walls-in policy. And unfortunately, our community fell victim to the Woolsey fire. Uh, four of our units were burned down. So that $60,000 insurance policy then increased to $624,000 for walls-in policy at $60,000 to a walls-out policy at $624,000. What happened thereafter was a special assessment, which half of that $624,000 was paid by the homeowners, and half of it was paid from our reserves, unfortunately. We felt the people who wanted to run for the board, including myself, felt that we could do better. We could find a better insurance policy. We could find a better way to preserve our reserves, our, our reserve account. 
and we could find a better way to to be better as a community. And so that's really what was the impetus for me uh, to join Westlake Point's uh, board of directors. Be better as a community. These are great intentions when running for an association board member seat. We are one year past Gabriel's election to president, so here's how he describes his personality and the special gifts he's brought to the board. What attributes uh, do I think I have? I'm able to be a good leader. I'm able to provide and design a strategy and way forward. I'm also able to make decisions. Um, you know, one of the most important attributes of being a board member, I believe, is being decisive. We have to make decisions on behalf of the entire community, and the community depends on those decisions being made. So employing uh, a good leader or board of leaders to do so really contributes to the vitality of the community. Westlake Point has one-year terms for each of their board members, so Gabriel is actually up for re-election. He wants to stay involved with the association, however, and we are curious as to why. What motivates me to stay involved in my community is, uh, is really twofold. I love to give back. I love to give back to my community. I love to see things thrive and move forward, especially when I'm involved in it. But the second part of it is, uh, not only selfish, but also for the other homeowners. I want to see uh, the equity and price uh, of my home continue to increase. And I, f- I feel that if I have a hand in helping that increase by taking a leadership role on the board, then I've done my duty and I'm doing what I can and providing my voice and my work to make sure things are done uh, the way I see uh, fit and the board, of course. Like the other board heroes that we featured in earlier episodes, Gabriel's goal as a board member aligns with the goals of the community to thrive and to improve property values. But before we get to how these goals were challenged, here's some of Gabriel's favorite aspects about serving on the board. My favorite part of serving on the board is the camaraderie between the board members. Right now, uh, as it stands, we have uh, a wonderful set of board members who are incredibly astute, smart, and uh, really decisive. They provide wonderful input they're willing to put in the hours to make this community thrive, and they're not scared to uh, really uh, go towards doing hard work. We were curious what Gabriel's least favorite aspect was of serving on the board. The least favorite part would have to be um, the amount of criticism we get. Unfortunately, this is a volunteer job, uh, and I think a lot of people lack the awareness of that. We are giving our time, as I identified earlier, uh, 20 hours a week, if not more, to this community. And, and and our other board members are too, by the way, not only in this community, but around the nation and world. I think, um, unfortunately, homeowners are quick to criticize rather than be provide constructive criticism. Uh, I would much rather see that and uh, identify ways forward rather than bringing people down. In a post-COVID world, board meetings can be conducted in a virtual room, in person, or even in a hybrid environment. We wondered how Westlake Point was conducting their meetings and what their meetings were like. So we still conduct our meetings virtually today, um, but we are on a pathway of conducting our meetings with a hybrid version. Uh, So hopefully we'll be in person in due course. But the great part of being virtual is our attendance to our meetings has been wonderful. We have, again, 64 units in our community and we consistently get 30 households to attend our meetings virtually. So I'm encouraged by that. Uh, We will continue to embrace 
virtual meetings, but then also have a hybrid version. And hopefully that will solicit even more homeowners to come. Gabriel seemed really excited about the amount of participation at Westlake Point's virtual board meetings. That usually speaks to a healthy, productive culture at an association. And we asked Gabriel if this was the case. So the culture of the board is actually quite healthy as it exists right now. I have the great, uh, the great pleasure to serve alongside people who are seasoned professionals uh, in what they do. And as I said, I've, I've naturally taken on a leadership position, which I enjoy doing, but I'm supported by people on the board who serve alongside me who, are, who have been through that life cycle as well. We have our secretary who served as chief marketing officer of Kohl's. We have um, our vice president who is a cybersecurity professional. Our uh, treasurer who unfortunately had to leave the board but previously was there, uh, worked with companies like Exxon Mobil, uh, Max Factor, um, and Sebastian. So, you know, I have the great fortune of having board members who are really seasoned professionals in, in seemingly corporate jobs. So we understand the nuances of board meetings, how they're conducted, the respect for decisions made and one another. And that makes our job collectively that much better and more rewarding because there's um, mutual respect between one another. So I really appreciate that. And, and as a result, those board members who I serve alongside have also become wonderful friends. We were curious about whether the current or prior board had passed the special assessment that Gabriel mentioned before. Here's what he had to say. As it stands today, the current board has not made a special assessment. However, the past board did do a special assessment to address our insurance issue. And it was an incredibly difficult hurdle for them. There were so many nuances to what they had to do. They had to meet, they had to create a resolution, they had to meet with legal counsel, they then had to implement the special assessment. And, and as I identified, half of it came from our reserve account and half through special assessment uh, through our residents. You know, it was a difficult process, but also one that was necessary in order to maintain not only our community's well-being, but also our home mortgages, uh, because they require that insurance. As I said, this current board has not been through that process, but I imagine if we did, it would be incredibly difficult. Some special assessments require a vote of the community, unless it's an emergency. Unfortunately, many residents are uh, do not want to do a special assessment, even if it is to work towards the well-being of the community. And many times I understand that. I mean, who at the end of the day wants to pay more money towards something? It's it's difficult to ask people to pay something out of their wallet. And many of our community members are um, of an older age and are on a fixed budget. So, you know, we're incredibly sensitive to that. And our hope is that we don't have to assess a special assessment unless absolutely necessary. Often the decisions of a prior board can have long-lasting effects. Here's what Gabriel and the current board are doing to mitigate that. So the prior board was really functioning in a different way that the current board does. As I mentioned earlier, we thrive uh, on transparency uh, with the current board, holding monthly meetings, sending out email transmissions uh, about items going on in and around our community, really setting our community up for success. Also, a very big part of that is the collaboration with a professional management company. Management company isn't everything, but they can be an ally. Board members do need to take ownership of 
vendor contracts, items that need maintenance, and financial well-being of the community. But working alongside management is so important, and doing that um, can, can really set you up for success. Now, without a full knowledge of the regulations that really dictate how a homeowners association functions here in California, that's adherence to the Davis-Sterling Act, as well as various civil codes, it makes it difficult to function successfully. And this current board has done that and continues to respect those regulations, not only during our meetings, but also during our inner workings uh, within our community and within the work that we do in our meeting minutes, as well as our communications with our residents. In his last answer, Gabriel stressed the importance of having a healthy working relationship between board members and the professional manager of the association. He had a lot more to say about what each side is responsible to accomplish. One important point that I think is really uh, something that I came to realize is that a management company is great at what they do. They're great at managing the assets that they have in front of them. But the responsibility of negotiating contracts, of making sure the community stays financially responsible and looks wonderful and beautiful, falls on the board. Ronald Reagan once said, trust but verify, right? So I trust the work that my management company is doing, but I think it is also important to verify that work and not only that work of finances and and, uh, civil codes and making sure things are conducted correctly, but the inner workings of a community. That's the responsibility of the board. That's the responsibility of the board to take ownership of those issues and to make sure they're done and done correctly. We wanted to have Gabriel on the program to speak in detail about the community issue that brought him to the Westlake Point Board, the November 2018 Woolsey Fire and the resulting insurance challenges facing the community. As I mentioned earlier, our community was faced with a huge issue. Our insurance premiums raised from $60,000 per year to $624,000. Half of that money went from our reserve account and half through a special assessment. And it was rumored that if we had continued that insurance policy in the following year, that it would have risen by hundreds of thousands of dollars more than the $624,000. Thankfully, Gabriel was able to find a solution for the community. Here's how he figured that out. Luckily, um, after interviewing facing with a local HOA community president, I was able to identify a solution for us to move forward in a very methodical way. And um, for me, it was a a learning moment. Uh, What ended up happening was we, as a planned unit development, were able to then pass the liability from the community to insure every property to the homeowners individually insuring their property. And now the community is only responsible for the community assets, streets, lamps, landscaping, pool, et cetera, our gates, and and more. And this saved our community hundreds of thousands of dollars from coming from our reserve account, from any further special assessment. As you heard from Gabriel, reaching out to other HOA or community association officials in your area can be a valuable resource. In this case, it was a resource worth hundreds of thousands of dollars in insurance savings. Other association board members would have stopped right there, but Gabriel decided that other communities could benefit from what he learned. And I thought of this as a a learning moment for me. Again, 
all of this had come together because I had interfaced with the local HOA president. I thought to myself, why was this experience exclusive to me? Why couldn't I then share this message with others the way it was shared with me? So I took that learning moment and I had this, you know, as Oprah Winfrey would call it, her aha moment. And I took that aha moment and I said, you know what, I'm going to engage the communities in the greater Conejo Valley. And, and that for us here would be the cities of Thousand Oaks, Newberry Park, Oak Park, Westlake Village and Agora Hills. And so I reached out to each of the city managers within those respective cities. They were incredibly responsive to what I wanted to achieve. And many of them uh, provided their lists of their HOA uh, management companies and their presidents, City of Westlake Village being the first. I'm so proud to be a resident of Westlake Village, a lifetime resident of Westlake Village. And uh, the city manager couldn't be more supportive as well as the city council and especially the president of this initiative. It makes me incredibly proud to be a resident of this community. A majority of our uh, 35 member council now sits from Westlake Village and a majority of the city council from Westlake Village was in attendance. The first meeting that we held was with assembly member Jackie Irwin, who was our local assembly member. And she was able to coordinate a member from the California Insurance Commissioner's Office to attend as well, to answer questions about all of these things, uh, these insurance issues facing our local communities. I think we had a great moment and, and learning moment, all of us, all 35 members who were there, about what the nuances of the state of California insurance are. It's incredibly nuanced and it's changing each and every day. We asked Gabriel to elaborate on those insurance nuances in California. Late last year, Unfortunately, all states said that they will be departing California and won't be um, renewing, oh, excuse me, not renewing, but initiating new insurance policies in California for homeowners. And now as of a couple of weeks ago, State Farm did the same. I fear it's, it's almost like a domino effect. But what we can do is we can be better informed as communities about how to proceed next. With so many insurance policies changing or providers leaving the state of California entirely, it's tough to feel safe during wildfire season. We asked Gabriel what the California Insurance Commissioner relayed at his meeting. And what the California Insurance Commissioner's office is really promoting an initiative called Safer from Wildfires. And what they're trying to do is promote uh, home hardening, fire hardening initiatives uh, around homes and communities. And they're saying this would promote a decrease or a savings in one's insurance premium, um, which this insurance, com insurance companies are promoting. How that's actually going to be done, how that's going to be put into practice has yet to be seen. Gabriel kept using the word trying to describe what the Safer from Wildfires plan is aiming to accomplish. Here's what Gabriel and the board at Westlake Point are doing to make their community feel safer. We are encouraged, especially at, at, at our community, at Westlake Point, to this commitment to fire hardening efforts. That means making sure we have responsible landscaping, irrigation, trees that are not close to our buildings, uh, clearance from our buildings um, that include, you know, a five foot dirt perimeter around our buildings, uh, making sure our roofs are in line, making sure that our gutters are clean and that we have um, venting that does not allow embers in should a fire come around. These are all great things that everyone should practice, but this goes into the certification of being a fire safe community. And these fire safe certifications 
are being um, promoted by your local um, county fire uh, department, as well as local fire safe communities that are nonprofit organizations that do assessments for free uh, of your home and your community. This is just the first step in this HOA council. It's been wonderful. It's been a great exercise. And, and last Saturday, as a matter of fact, we had our second meeting uh, with our local uh, water district. It was sponsored in, in part by uh, Las Virginas Municipal Water District. And I wanted to bring people together because there's a greater conversation beyond just fire. It's about responsible irrigation and landscaping uh, and also responsibly uh, planting plants that are fire resistant. So involved in that conversation was not only the water municipalities uh, or districts, but also the fire departments. We live in a time when insurance policies, regulations, and the information about community associations are all rapidly changing. We asked Gabriel to speak on his experience. Keeping up to date on all of this information can be incredibly difficult as a board member. It really can. Uh, there's so many nuances between insurance and water and contracts, but you know, I'm trying to disseminate that information as much as possible to not only our community, like I said, I have that 80 hours and trying to translate that into a one hour meeting, but um, I'm trying to also give that information and empower local HOAs to do the same too, because I, I really am a firm believer that we're stronger together than we are separately. And so many times I hear, and I also said this too, that I'm operating like an island. Um, I'm operating myself. And oftentimes I don't know what I'm doing, but the truth is if we all work at this together and we're all interfacing with one another and talking about the issues our communities are facing, we can be better together. And uh, I, I, I really believe in that ethos. It was clear to us that Gabriel had not only gained wisdom and experience from being involved in his association, but also shared what he learned with other communities in his area. So our final question to Gabriel was to share once more any advice you would give to someone considering volunteering for the board? Yeah, the word of advice that I would give to board members is brush off issues that may happen within your community. Brush off the negativity um, that others may bring to the table because they're not doing the job you're doing. You were elected to this position for a reason. You volunteered your time and efforts to do it. And if they wanted to rise to the occasion, they very well could too. They could add their name to the hat to the next election and be elected and do the same. But if they choose not to, that's okay. But you've chosen to do it. So empower yourself with the decisions that you're able to make and with the, um, the great sense of volunteerism that you've empowered yourself with to, to help your community. We want to publicly acknowledge Gabriel for performing a thankless job well and compliment the entire board of directors at Westlink Point HOA for taking their responsibility seriously to act in the best interests of the association. We hope you gain some HOA insights from Gabriel's story and that it helps you bring common sense to your common areas. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to another great episode next week. You've been listening to Common Sense for Common Areas. Thank you to each of you for your engagement and support. To continue the conversation, you can follow the social media links for Robert Nordland, Kevin Davis, and Julie Adaman in the show notes. If you like the show and would like to support us, you can do so in a number of ways. You can subscribe to Common Sense for Common Areas wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And please, share it with another board member. 
you can do us a huge favor by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. And you can also support us by supporting the brands that sponsor this program. You'll find links to the website and social media for Association Reserves, Community Financials, and Kevin Davis Insurance Services in the show notes. But the most important thing you can do is to engage in the conversation. You can email your questions or voice memos to podcast at reservestudy.com or call our 24-7 voicemail line at 805-203-3130. This podcast was produced by Stokelight Video Production and Marketing. With Stokelight on your team, you'll see sales grow as you reach more customers with videos that inspire action. See the show notes to connect with Stokelight. Finally, remember that the views and opinions expressed by the podcast, including host, co-host, and guest, do not constitute legal advice. We encourage our audience to consult with their own legal counsel before making important decisions.